Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. I am excited today to speak with Dr. Jim Kadlicek's class at Mount Union College. Mount Union College, of course, in Alliance, Ohio. Kadlicek is one of the best and nicest people in the business. He's always developed some strong sports leaders through that program. Brett Stelick, Todd Fleming, Clayville Hempstead, Ed Kiernan, just to name a few, all of those Mount Union alums are SBJ 40 under 40 winners. I know I'll get a ton of great questions from the students today, and I'll fill you in tomorrow on Buzzcast. This is your morning Buzzcast. It's Thursday, March 18th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. Very busy day, so let's get right to it. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament begins today with four first four games on True TV and TBS. I'll tell you, there'll be a lot of support for App State in our newsroom. I don't know about you, but the tournament is always welcome. I think it comes at a very good time this year as people in this country want some excitement, they want a fun outlet, and the tournament should provide it. Let's look at ratings around college basketball right now because our Austin Carp noted that regular season college basketball viewership was down significantly this season. CBS and ESPN had their lowest viewership numbers in at least a decade. Fox saw its lowest viewership in four years. Now, CBS once again had the most viewers, averaging 1.18 million viewers for mainly weekend college basketball coverage. That is down 10% from last season. But ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU had their lowest viewership in at least 10 seasons. So what do we make of this? Well, I think it mirrors the television performance of many sports properties. And of course, the college basketball season had its ebbs and flows and never seemed to get any momentum because there were sudden game cancellations. And we also know that some of the power schools, some of the traditional big name schools, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, struggled this year, and that certainly impacted the ratings. But we're going to want to continue to keep our eye on this to see if it continues into the men's basketball tournament. One thing you're going to see a lot over the next three weeks, you're going to see a lot of Nike. Nike and its Jordan brand are outfitting 48 teams in the men's tournament. Nike hasn't had fewer than 40 teams over the last decade. But one interesting story here, Under Armour in the college space. Ten years ago, Under Armour had just four teams in the tournament. Under Armour had 17 teams in 2019. But Under Armour is back down this year to 10, and that is indicative of the change in that company's strategy, philosophy, and performance. Meanwhile, Adidas remains relatively steady at 10 teams this year. Adidas peaked over the last decade. They had 18 teams in 2014. But still, Nike leads the way in the tournament, just as it has since we started tracking these numbers. One new player in college sports I found interesting that was reported over the last week is New Balance. New Balance did a deal with the University of Denver, and they indicated that they are going to be a bigger player in college sports, particularly at the Power 5 level, 
for shoe and apparel rights. This comes as New Balance is also looking to get more engaged and more involved in the NBA. So a new player in the college space, which will make athletic directors very, very happy. And finally, one storyline I'll continue to watch over the next three weeks is just what college basketball players speak out about how they view their relationship with the NCAA. We saw this yesterday as a number of college players tweeted hashtag not NCAA property before the tournament. Remember the NCAA delayed a vote on name, image, and likeness in January. It is now kind of tied up in the courts and other areas. So players could be increasingly speaking out on this issue over the next three weeks. I know we'll have a number of members of the media report about this and write about this. That is a story to watch, but enjoy the tournament as the four first four games start today. Let's shift to some other league news. NFL Chief Business Officer Brian Rolap issued a memo to NFL clubs yesterday that said that the league is in active discussions with potential partners to develop a digital collectible strategy but teams should not make any deals on their own without checking with the league. He also said these talks are part of a broader NFL view into blockchain technology. This is not surprising. Basically, the league is asking teams to take it very slow. Don't make deals on their own. I'm sure the NFL wants to take a very measured and deliberate approach here. That's how they do it on a lot of these new categories. Look how they're handling the gaming space. They will also need to consult with the league's business ventures ownership committee that committee is chaired by jaguars owner shad khan so again don't anticipate the league to be very quick in moving in the digital collectible space but they are apparently looking at it very closely not surprisingly let's shift to the ufc because they've had quite a month if you haven't noticed earlier this month the ufc signed its biggest sponsorship ever making DraftKings its exclusive sports book and a sponsor in the U.S. and Canada. That five-year deal was said to be worth $350 million. Well, the UFC will announce today its second-large CBD sponsorship in the past two years as Love Hemp Group has signed on as an official CBD partner. A source said the deal was a low eight-figure commitment over the five-year term of the sponsorship. So add that up. Those are two very big deals for the UFC, which has had a very nice 12 months on the business side. A few more notes before we finish today. We're talking about a lot of sports ratings being down. Well, one interesting story, I'm going to tell you to keep an eye on it, is golf. We've talked about how increased participation in golf during the pandemic. I think golf and tennis are two of the hottest participation sports right now that participation in golf is translating to viewership because the pga tour has been on a nice run on viewership and the ratings for the players championship on nbc were stronger than they have been in the last three years nbc's numbers for the recently completed players championship just on sunday up five percent from 2019 and the second best players championship since 2015 so keep your eye on the game of golf and the ratings around golf we've talked a lot about lebron james this week well look for pepsi to use lebron james to promote its Mountain Dew Rise Energy Drink. Now this comes, remember, LeBron James recently left Coca-Cola for a multi-year deal with Pepsi 
That was a big deal in the beverage space because, of course, LeBron had been at Coca-Cola for 17 years, touting Sprite, touting Powerade. Now he's in Pepsi's camp, and he's going to be pushing for now the Mountain Dew Rise Energy Drink. There is the expectation that he will also endorse other Pepsi products, which will be a big boost for all the brands in that portfolio. I want to end with one item on people like we normally do. A native of my home state of Vermont, so a fellow Vermonter, U.S. Ski and Snowboard President and CEO Tiger Shaw announced he will resign from his role after the 2022 Beijing Winter Games. He has led USSA since 2013. He said he's very proud of his stewardship. He said that the national governing body is in very good financial shape, and I will say the budget for the U.S. Ski and Snowboard Association is one of the biggest out there among the NGBs. So take this into account. From 2016 to 2019, the budget for the U.S. Ski and Snowboard Association averaged roughly $27 million a year in annual revenue. That's one of the highest among the national governing bodies. So good for Tiger Shaw. His resignation will be effective next March. He's 59 years old, and during his term since 2013, he would have served through three Olympic Games and 12 World Championships. He replaced Bill Marole as president after the Winter Games in Sochi, and so now he says he's not sure what his next move will be, but Tiger Shaw leaves the U.S. Ski and Snowboard Association in good shape. And finally, I always try to suggest a good read or a good listen. Well, one very interesting interview, former Disney executive Kevin Mayer, who of course is at the zone now, had a very interesting interview with CNBC's Alex Sherman. He talked about the future of the pay TV universe. He talked about his disappointment that he didn't get the top job at Disney. And he also speculated on the timing of former CEO Bob Iger's departure. A really good listen, a really good read. You can get it on CNBC.com. That's an interview with Alex Sherman and DAZN CEO and former Disney executive Kevin Mayer. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Thursday, March 18th. I'm Abe Madcore. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.